Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. All right, time for Market View. Asia-Pacific markets are trading higher this morning on the back of solid gains on Wall Street overnight. Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good Thursday morning, Ryan Huang. Happy Thursday, Michelle. I have a Chinese New Year question for yes. you. So on the scale of rates for Ang Pao's, on the upper scale, it's 88 and, and up. I know that. On the lower scale... What is it? I suppose it's eight, a <laughs> single digit. So You made eight the new minimum. What about six? Well, it depends on your point of view, right? Six sounds like luck as well in some <laughs> uh, Chinese dialects. So you might maybe get away with a lower figure, six. Some people go with two. You know, it's a thought that counts every day, right? It symbolizes your yeah. well wishes and your blessings. So any form of whatever is inside any is fine. form of two is fine. Any one Two, could be fine as well. Four, six, that kind of thing. You could put a lottery ticket if you wanted to. You could put a card plan. if you wanted to as well. Okay. Um, your photograph, your signature on it. <laughs> you could, you know, that is priceless. Make a new thing. Okay, so yeah, thank you very much. All right, let's start this morning with the world of Walt Disney, one of the world's biggest and most famous entertainment companies, with market cap of more than 180 billion US dollars. A little over a year ago, Disney was struggling. It ousted its CEO Bob Chapek, who had been handed picked by Bob Iger to succeed him. And instead, it brought back Iger to lead the company again. Initially, he was on a two-year contract. That's been extended until the end of 2026. Well, this morning, after Wall Street's closing bell, Disney opened its books. This is the first full financial year since Iger's return to the helm. So, how is Bob Iger performing? What does his report card look like? I would say... Not bad, actually. And you have to take things into context with how Disney has been struggling in recent years, so much so that they had to bring back Bob out of retirement to pretty much replace someone he picked. So it didn't work out and he has to undo some of the damage and then come up with a new plan to shake things up. There are some promising signs that is starting to pay off. So let's take a look at the numbers first to see what they say. And you have right now... Earnings per share coming in at a dollar twenty-two above the consensus forecast of ninety-nine cents. Revenue came in at twenty-three point five five billion, just slightly under the twenty-three point six four billion dollars expected. So a couple of bright spots, a couple of soft spots. So looking at what we have in terms of not so bright spots, you've got Disney's direct-to-consumer unit that includes its streaming business. Mm-hmm. On the front, we saw subscribers down, shrinking by $1.3 million. But the good news is, because of price increases, the average revenue per user went up. So the APU was good on the front, but I suppose it makes back. They do want more people out of the day, and that will then lead to more ways to monetize them down the road, cross-selling, etc. Mm-hmm. So that's something they'll be watching to see how they can further speed things up in terms of getting market share and of course um, growing the um, APU as well. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that's a good part about it. And then of course along the way he's managed to make some big deals, investments and also getting more content down the road like a sequel to Moena. You've got also Taylor Swift coming onto the platform in some form. An exclusive um, concert 
uh, streaming wow. product that's going to be coming in March. So Taylor Swift plus Disney, you kind of can work out the sums. Bonanza. So to sum up, Disney's revenue has come in a little bit lower than expected, but those cost-cutting measures have supercharged the media entertainment giant's earnings. Disney netted 1.9 billion US dollars in the fourth quarter of the year, about 50% more than a year earlier. Investors love the sound of that. Disney shares are trading up more than 6% in after-hours trade. Disney is making news on several fronts this morning. In addition to those better-than-expected earnings numbers, the media giant has also announced a big investment in Epic Games. That's the company behind the game Fortnite. Tell us more. Yeah, this is really interesting because it's taking a stake in it to the tune of $1.5 billion in mm-hmm. equity. So it will involve a lot of collaboration with the Disney properties like Star Wars, Marvel, Avatar, and so on. And if you kind of imagine being able to play with all these IPs, having all these characters on your computer screen, No, just battling out It is very attractive for kids And you can imagine that can lead on to them wanting the toys To watch the movies and so on And this apparently is setting up to be a very um, interesting platform for them To do what they call watch, shop and play with Disney characters Within the Fortnite game So Mm -hmm. this is the big idea to be able to monetize the existing IPs and then insert them into new uh, dimensions, I suppose, to monetize the existing base. Now, Disney has collaborated with Epic before to bring characters from Marvel, Star Wars and Disney's other franchises to Fortnite. But this $1.5 billion US dollar investment is Disney's biggest jump by far into the gaming world. So really exciting to think about how we could be interacting with even more Disney characters uh, in the game world. Now, from gaming, I'm going to turn to streaming. We mentioned Taylor Swift and let's dive a little into that. Taylor Swift coming to Disney Plus, her era tour concert film which has been a huge hit at the box office will debut soon on Disney Plus with five new songs now fans should like that Disney also looking to launch two new streaming services a sports joint venture with Fox and Warner Brothers and a new standalone streaming service by ESPN what is the latest on this front? Yeah, so good news for Swifties like you, Michelle, who couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> you can just, um, I guess, console yourself with uh, home viewing of the concert, which you can replay many times and play it back and forth, rewind it and so on. Well, the next big thing when it comes to streaming is this joint venture, like you pointed out, a big sports package. And ESPN is going to be launching its own streaming service and it will include the capability, or at least what they're hoping, uh, features to kind of integrate its fantasy platforms and ESPN bet. So two things. One is the Fantasy League, which really draws you to become more invested in some of your teams and also to watch your matches to see how many points rack up every week. And then you've got the betting side of things, which is... I guess part and parcel of sporting TV in the US at least, where a lot of them watch for their bets and their wages to see how the teams fare and then along the way you can introduce to them what they are uh, lucky, lucky to do which is mm. to place bets on the team they're supporting.
Yeah, it does add a different dimension of fun to the whole sports viewership, right? Betting, ESPN and others have been really struggling to deal with soaring prices for the broadcast rights of sporting events, plus those declining cable subscriptions. Live sports has been a mainstay for cable companies, particularly in the US, and these new streaming services may encourage even more people, though, to cut the cord. So not so great for this big cable, guys. Let's zoom out now and take a look at the broader markets just for a moment. Wall Street rose to the edge of another record-breaking milestone overnight as the S&P 500 got within a fraction of a point of the 5,000 mark before settling the session at 49.95. There's still a gain of 0.8% and another all-time high. The Nasdaq and Dow finished higher as well. Investors appear to be putting aside concerns about interest rates and are instead cheering positive earnings announcements from companies like Ford Motor and Chipotle. Speaking of earnings, let's take a look at a few more announcements, this time with a what's hot, what's not take on things. Ryan, is Alibaba, the Chinese tech giant, now hot or not? I'm leaning leaning towards not so hot. And this is with the latest report card for the third quarter where they missed analyst expectations. So revenue, even though it was up by 5%, misses forecasts. Hmm. And this was hurt by softness in the retail market and also, I suppose, the wider Chinese economy still going through with a slump. So a reflection of how tough it is for even Alibaba to uh, meet its numbers. Yeah, Alibaba has been having a rough year. Its shares are down 27% over the past 12 months. But... The Chinese e-commerce giant is now pouring billions of dollars into its share buyback program. More specifically, it is boosting share buybacks by 25 billion US dollars. So from an investor standpoint, I'm leaning towards hot. Let's look at Uber for the first time since going public. Look at Uber in the black. Yeah, it is back in the black. And it's its first annual net profit as a public company. So a couple of good things happening for it. You've got user retention improving. Mm -mm. It's also benefiting from things like memberships, corporate travel and advertising. So looking ahead, Uber Technologies is forecasting quarterly call profit and gross bookings above estimates. And I suppose it's setting up for expectations that things like ride sharing and food delivery will be doing well in the next year. The ride-hailing company grossed nearly 10 billion US dollars amid booming demand for rides and delivery, so that's hot. Uber's share price, by the way, has nearly doubled over the past year. Next, let's look at Roblox. They're the online game creation platform. <laughs> Roblox, my niece's favorite game. Oh. Well, they are doing pretty well, so it's a pretty hot I suppose, uh, issue for me here. So Roblox is crossing the $1 billion mark when it comes to quarterly bookings. And this is the first time it's doing so. Mm -hmm. And it's because more people are spending in-game during the holiday season especially. Mm -hmm. So this involves people buying new clothes for characters, um, stuff that you want to add to your construction in the Roblox landscape. So it is a positive sign for the gaming uh, gaming industry, especially for the games targeting the younger bunch. Yeah, it did gross more than 1 billion US dollars in the last quarter, Roblox, but it is losing money, just not as much as analysts expected. Shares of Roblox jumped 10% overnight. Okay, I have many of these magic speakers in my home. They are my go-to when it comes to um, audio. Everybody knows I'm an audiophile. Uh, Sonos. 
Yeah, I haven't tried Sonos yet, so I'll take a word for it that they are good. Mm. Okay, maybe I'll check them out one day. Must. So this is going to be hot for me because their latest report card is showing a beat on their earnings for the first quarter. I suppose folks believe pretty much the same as you that they are something to get, and you've got in the coming year margins and cash flow. Expectations that they will improve. So good times ahead for Sonos. Hey, hey, Sonos grows 613 million US dollars during the last quarter. That is better than expected, even though its sales numbers dropped despite my every attempt. Basically, Sonos has cut costs and as a result, its margins are up. Sonos shares are also up. They jumped more than 17% overnight. Let's turn to Beijing now, where China has replaced the head of its securities regulator. Mm. It's a surprise move. Analysts say it may foreshadow more forceful measures to stop a rout of the country's equity markets. The new head of the China Securities Regulatory Commission is Wu Qing. His reputation precedes him. How so? Yeah, you have to take things into context with how Chinese markets have been going through some tough headwinds under pressure. So they've been trying a few ways to shop confidence, new measures like curbing ways to sell or short sell stocks. And here is the latest measure, putting in a very tough guy to be in charge of markets. So big change here. So Wu Ting is a banking and regulation veteran. He will be the new head of the securities regulator. And it's a bit of an omen that he might roll out new measures to crack down on the industry. Okay, we're going to dive a little bit more deeply into what this means for China in the 10.05 hours. So stay with me here on Your Money. Some 5 trillion US dollars worth of market cap has been wiped off the China markets over the past... Just expand on Wu, which Mm. is going to be taking on the top job for the securities regulator. Um, Back then, before he... um, was seeing, overseeing the Shanghai Stock Exchange for about two years. He clamped down on many trading firms. In fact, he shut down about 31 of them because of regulation breaches. So he is not shy of being tough on the business or the industry. So you can expect perhaps a very hardline approach towards the, well, stock market again. But the thing is, no, you have to balance between short-term and long-term measures, right? So if you clamp down on the market short-term, you might see some results, but how sustainable will it be? You've got to promote a healthy ecosystem, people confident to do things in the stock market. So if you, for example, curb short-selling, it will take, a, take away one part of the equation which is necessary for fund managers to hedge their bets. If you do that long enough, some of these guys would just avoid the Chinese market eventually. So there is a limit to how much you can intervene in the market. So overall, you kind of need a holistic approach. People to be, I suppose, confident in their incomes, their disposable incomes, confident in their value of their properties. So there are a lot of things that go into making a confident retail investor. So mm. it's something they will have to look at. Not as linear and straightforward as one might think when it comes to the stock markets. How much intervention before you completely destroy the ecosystem uh, inadvertently almost, right? So interesting point. Let's bring the conversation to Singapore. And for this, we're going to do it up or down style and start with Thompson Medical, whose earnings have plummeted. Yeah, so you are looking at a 
91.1% drop. And this comes now to $2 million. And this is for the first half ended December 31st. So you are looking at it dropping from 22.8 million. So it's dropped big time. And this is seeing revenue down 18.2% to 113.7 million. So this is a decrease in revenue in Singapore, largely due to lower income received from project related services such as the management of vaccination centres and transitional care facilities. So I suppose a bit of a base effect here yeah. with COVID-19 coming uh, coming off. Yeah, that's true. Um, so 90% less than a year earlier for Thompson Medical's earnings. Back in 2022, Thompson Medical's business received a windfall from those COVID-19 vaccines and also managing transitional care facilities. From the public perspective, it is good news that we don't need as much of this service anymore, but not so great news for Thompson Medical's bottom line. So I will give it a down. L- I haven't been here in a while. Jumbo Group. <laughs> Perhaps this time with the... <laughs> Festive stretch around the corner. So, FMB Group Jumbo is making a bit of a splash overseas with its first outlet in Nanjing, China. So, it's looking to expand in China. And this is on top of... It's already um, undergoing underway plans to expand with its two franchise outlets in collaboration with Sanya Summer Station, the Crab FMB. So you've got things like Jumbo Seafood and also Ng Asio Bakut Te Outlets in China now. Mm-mm-mm. So the Jumbo Group is expanding, opening its first outlet in Nanjing as well as two franchises on Hainan Island. That is an up from me for Jumbo as well as for, I'm sure, many chili crab fans out there in China. Artificial intelligence in Singapore in the news. Yeah, vote for confidence or vote of confidence from Google, Mm. which claims Singapore has a very high potential to be a global AI hub. And of course, uh, I suppose Google has some vested interests to be saying that they are here in Singapore. So they believe that Singapore has what it takes, you know, talent and also the ecosystem. And it is, uh, I suppose, good news for Singapore for where things are going. It's all things AI in the future. That's it. Um, Google's managing director, Caroline Yap, who focuses on the company's AI business over at Google Cloud, speaking to CNBC, said there are good public-private partnerships here in Singapore that can foster innovation. So that's an up for us here in the Lion City. Let's look now at Go Jin Hien. He is the former director of the uh, Inter-Pacific Petroleum, also the son of Go Chok Tong. So not a good day for him because the High Court has found him liable for breach of director's duties, statutory duties and losses suffered by the firm to the tune of $146 million plus interest. So this is the liquidators of IPP suing Go Jinhian and then accusing him of sleepwalking through his time as a director and failing to discover and stop drawdowns in trade and financing in 2019 to fund alleged non-existent or sham transactions. So it's a big liability here um, for Mr. Go. 
Indeed. In its decision, the High Court says Go should have realized that IPP was being defrauded. This is definitely not a good day for Go Jinhyun, who faces other legal issues as well. He's also been charged under the Securities and Futures Act uh, with including manipulating the share price of an investment holding company called New Silk Roots. For our last word, let's turn to a recurring segment here on Market View, the Elon Musk report. This actually links back to our lead story today about Disney. You see, Musk is upset that Disney pulled its ads from the ex-social media network. Disney and approximately 200 other big companies stopped advertising on the social media network formerly known as Twitter. They stopped back in November. This after Musk endorsed an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory. Musk subsequently apologized but Disney and others did not return to X. Not one to take things lying down, Musk is fighting back against Disney in a couple of ways. One, he is cheering on the activist investor Nelson Peltz, who is a big thorn in Bob Iger's side and is trying to win seats on Disney's board. And two, he's financing a wrongful termination lawsuit against Sydney by the Mandalorian actress Gina Carano. Bring us up to date what is happening here. Yeah, do you think it's fair to say Elon Musk loves picking fights? You had a cage match that was supposed to happen and now you've got him funding a court case um, for the actress against Disney where he well, shouldn't be involved, I suppose, to some extent. Mm. It, it's someone else's court case, but he's putting up the money for her to well, make life difficult for Disney. I think he should get into MMA. It's a good way to discharge <laughs> all that rage. All right, going back to that issue here. So you've yeah. got this actress. Gina uh, Carano. Gina Carano. She is an MMA fighter turned actor. So she plays one of the roles on The Mandalorian. It's got Cara Dune. But on the side, out of her professional life, she has you know, social media, I suppose, in a downtime. And then she tweets a lot of stuff that go against apparently Disney values. Uh-huh. Things like... Um, Right-wing theories, uh, baseless conspiracy Implying theories. being Republican is similar to being Jewish during Nazi Germany. Things like that. So she claims now she has freedom of speech plus double standards. Apparently other male actors did something similar as well, but they did not get punished in the sense that she was dropped by Disney, but the other actors got away. So Gina Carano is accusing Disney and Lucasfilm of discrimination for firing her after she posted those baseless conspiracy theories. Carano was a guest actor on The Mandalorian and paid $25,000. She was paid for each episode that she appeared in. In Elon Musk, meanwhile, appears to be inviting netizens to support him in Carano's lawsuit. He's put out a tweet saying, please let us know if you would like to join. While Musk thinks that Carano's dismissal was uncalled for, he is in favor of Disney's CEO, Bob Iger, receiving the axe. And he's tweeted just as much. He's also insulted Iger at a summit in New York. Um, meanwhile, the Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg saga has died down. So do you think the new sequel... Is Musk versus Iger. Well, Bob Iger in a cage match with Elon Musk? Maybe. <laughs> it could be uh, appearing on Disney Plus <laughs> with other Disney characters. Oh my gosh, and your streaming revenue um, outlet for Disney. Wonderful. I'd pay for that, actually. He is Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.